Presented by Jaws, Greenworks, Home Advisor, and Hertz. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on this beautiful weekend? I am really excited because Thanksgiving is now truly right around the corner. I mean, we're making plans. Where are you going to go? What are you going to cook? Right, And that's the kickoff, really, in my mind, for the big holiday season. So I'm pretty psyched. We're doing a few things to get our house ready. Perhaps you're doing the same. If it involves a how-to project, a decor project, or one that you'd like to plan for after the new year kicks in, give us a call right now. That number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Coming up on today's show, do you have a garage door that's not making a very good first impression for your home? Well, if so, now is a very good time to think about an update. The doors today, they're pretty amazing. They look better, they're stronger, they're much more secure than ever before. So we're going to have some tips on how to take on that project just ahead. And are you feeling a little tight at home because of the holiday season? More people stopping by, more decorations in the house. Maybe you could use a little extra space. Well, that spare bedroom or that half bath might literally be right under your feet. We've got tips on the smart way to convert basements into usable living space. And now that it's getting chilly out, more and more folks are seeing stink bugs invading their space looking for warmth. We're going to share a very sweet way to stop them from getting in, as well as a stink-free way to get rid of them if they've already joined you. You don't want to smash them. That would be a big mistake. And also ahead this hour, do you already have all the gear you need for this holiday cooking season? Well, you might not if you're missing a fire extinguisher. Now, I'm not saying that you're a bad cook, but what we're saying is that it's really important that you have one because kitchen fires are common and they require a special type of extinguisher that's designed to handle grease fires. And it just so happens we've got one to give away from First Alert. We've got their home safety kit. It's going to go out to one caller drawn at random. It includes a fire extinguisher and much, much more worth 140 bucks. Give us a call right now. We'll toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat. Might be sending that First Alert home safety kit over to you. The number again is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Gina in Massachusetts, who's got a question about the heating at her home. What's going on? Okay, so I have a rental property, two-family, and I'm updating the boilers. It's um, gas. And I was going to go with the regular boilers, which are uh, 85% efficiency, and um, keep it going through the chimney. Or I was going to do the uh, combis, uh, I guess lock and var, and they're indirect. I guess they go outside. Yeah, high-efficiency direct boiler, right? Okay. My plumber's kind of saying um, that I should get liners in the chimney and keep yeah. the chimney hook up and the water heaters. Um, And then I wouldn't get the rebates and I wouldn't get, um, you know, the 0% interest from from National Grid, MassSave. However, the combis, um, they're saying that they need more maintenance. And that's what my problem is, that they they don't last as long and they require more maintenance. So that's where I'm at. I don't know if that's true, but is the combination boiler, the high-efficiency one, going to be a lot more expensive? No, it's going to end up, after the rebates, it's going to end up the same amount of money. And there's no no question in my mind at all, I would definitely go with the high efficiency. That's definitely the right thing to do. The ones that have the combis, the ones that have the water heater. Uh- the direct vent, yes, and direct vent system, yeah. I think that's really smart to do. 
in this way, because he's right. You, you have an old house with an old chimney. You probably have to line it if you put even the 85% uh, new boiler in. And, uh, you know, listen, why continue with the old technology when the new technology is there? You have the opportunity to have rebates. Uh, it's probably being um, subsidized by the utility company because generally they're a lot more expensive. That's what I thought you were going to say. But if they are uh, helping to keep those costs in line, I would definitely go high efficiency. It definitely it is more expensive, but after the rebates, it's the same. That's what so, I mean. Yeah, because oh, okay. you get great rebates. Yeah. Okay. So I would definitely okay. take advantage of that. That's a good opportunity for you. So you do, you haven't heard that they need more maintenance? The um... No, no. Okay. And that's, okay. frankly, you know, we, we see all the new equipment that comes out now and that to me sounds like maybe a bit of rumor, uh, and but I don't really think I really don't think it's true. Sure, you know they could break down like anything else. They're more mechanical than the basic systems, but they're high efficiency. So even if they do need a bit more maintenance or an occasional extra adjustment, I wouldn't worry about it. I would definitely do that and enjoy the efficiency. It's going to raise the value of your home, and it's also going to cost you less to heat it. Okay, all right, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Bill in Illinois is on the line with a question about a leaky shower. What's going on at your money pit? Friend and ours installed a, we took, get at the shower, put a new shower in and everything. We put a cement board behind the tile. Okay. And it's been a couple of years and I'm getting leaks now. And, there, right. and people are telling me that because I put the cement board behind there, I got a double, I got a shower head on each side. So I got a lot of volume of water coming oh, in. Oh, you made, you made a car wash. <laughs> yes, I did. Exactly. I love it. It's, it is so, it's, I love that shower. But I'm getting leaks and people are telling me it's possible that the backboard of the, um, cement board is getting wet and dripping. And I'm yeah. like, uh. Yeah, not all of a sudden. So let me ask you this. First of all, um, the leaks, are they, sh- they're showing up what, um, in the floor below? Yeah, the floor below. That is correct. All right. So the first thing we have to do is this. What you need to do is take a washcloth or one of those like rubber jar openers and block the drain on the shower pan and then fill okay. up just the shower pan with as much water as it can hold without overfilling it. And let let that sit for a while. And let it sit for, you know, 45 minutes or an hour. Go underneath and see if you get any leakage. If you get leakage at that stage, then the leak is in the shower pan itself. If you get no leaks, then we can move up the walls. So if you get no leaks, you can unclog it, right? Then the right. most likely source is a void somewhere in the grout or okay. where caulk should be. And what happens is when you step into the shower, and more so with yours, is when all that water bounces off your body, it can find its way into those little gaps where grout is missing or caulk is missing, and then it could, it wor- it could go down the walls and, and, and cause essentially a leak into the floor below. But those are the two ways that showers leak almost universally. They either leak because the shower pan is bad or they're going to leak because there is a small gap in the grout or in the seam where the two walls come together, like the corner that usually you will caulk, you'll caulk around the top of the shower right. pan. Okay. And, and, and that's what you do. There's actually an interim step too, and that is if you were just to run the shower without anybody in it, and see if that causes a leak. That would further. Yeah, that's true too. That's a good idea. Yeah, that would further confirm that this is something that happens when you stand in it and all the water's bouncing off you and hitting the walls with all kinds of crazy angles. And then you just got to figure out where that is. Is there a way to put 
like a die or something. Um, I know, like, no, nah, it's not going to tell you anything. Die. No, it's not going to tell you anything. You can do this with just with just your eyesight. You just you didn't know what you were looking for, and now I'm telling you what to look for. And it can only be a small void somewhere that can do this. And you might as well just recalk the whole thing while you're at it. You know, pull out all the old caulk and recalk the whole thing. If you have a hard time getting the caulk out, there's actually a product called a caulk softener, which is kind of like a paint stripper type of thing where basically once you apply it to the caulk, it turns it very rubbery and putty-like and you can peel it right away. But get the old caulk out and, and recalk the whole thing with good quality silicone. Um, you know, while you're doing this whole project. But I think you're going to find that void, and that's going to fix it, okay? Great. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate it, and I love your show. Well, thanks so much. Good luck with the project. Thanks for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call with your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're always thinking about home improvement, and we're always happy to lend a hand. Give us a call, 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Just ahead, you have a garage door that's not making a very good first impression for your home? We're going to have tips to help you find the best pro to get that project done in today's Pro Project, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Next. You live in a money pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to AIRDOCTORPRO.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AIRDOCTORPRO.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your pre-holiday repair, update, decor, dilemma, whatever's going on in your money pit, give us a call right now. We'll give you some help to get it fixed up. Plus, if you would like to step up the safety in your house for the new year, you might want to call us as well because we're giving away the First Alert Home Safety Kit, which is chock-a-block full of a lot of cool stuff, including, though, a kitchen fire extinguisher. I think that's an extinguisher that a lot of people forget. It's This one is easy to use. It's designed specifically to fight flammable liquids. And that's important because in a kitchen, you get fires from flammable liquids. You get fires from electrical wires. It's kind of a special requirement. And this one's small enough to fit in a cabinet or mount on the wall. It's, it's not going to look really obtrusive and big and huge and kind of get in the way of your beautiful kitchen decor. 
but it's made by First Alerts, designed to meet demanding needs. It also features a metal pull pins and a safety seal to help prevent accidental discharge because that would be bad. So the number is one eight eight Money Bit. Give us a call right now. We'll toss your name in the Money Bit hard hat for that First Alert home safety kit valued at one hundred forty five bucks. It also includes a smoke, carbon monoxide, and combo alarms. You get all of that with 10-year batteries. Going to one caller, make it you. That number again, 888-666-3974. Now we've got Stephanie in Colorado on the line who's installing some French doors. How can we help you? My husband and I have sliding doors in our bedroom that go outside, and we have French doors uh, that we have they're all ready to put in. They're framed, and um, I I was just calling to see if you had any advice about putting them in. Well, I mean, let's presume that the French doors and the sliding doors are going to fit in the same opening to start with. Is that correct? Uh, the French doors are a little taller. Ah, that's a problem. <laughs> just about an inch. Yeah, that's a that's a tough inch to pick up, you know, when it's in the height like that. The thing is, you're going to have to figure out if you have enough room to get those French doors in, Stephanie, without having to cut or modify the header that's going to be above the sliding door, because the distance from the floor to the bottom of the header, that's called the rough opening. There's That's the rough vertical opening. And that rough vertical opening has got to be taller than the distance from the bottom of the French door to the top of the jam of the French door. Because if it doesn't, you're you're not going to get that French door in that opening. It's absolutely critical that the rough opening be sized properly. So you could probably figure that out by just pulling the molding off from the side of the slider, and you'll see enough of the framing there where you can get a pretty good measurement as to how much room. Sometimes there's a fair amount of room above the the sliding doors until you get to the header, and, and maybe you'll have that room. Now, if you've got the room, putting that French door in is it's not a basic do-it-yourself project. I'm just going to tell you that right off. But the way I would approach it is the first thing I would do if it was me is I would take the slider out one panel at a time. You want to try to make this as light and manageable as possible. So you move one panel, then the other. Then you pull out the slider frame, and you put the French doors in the same way. You take the doors off of the hinges, and what you actually hang, quote-unquote, inside the opening is just the frame of the French doors without the physical doors in place, just the outside jams. Because that's very easy and lightweight to handle and if that's installed properly and square then the doors will pop in right after that with minor adjustment but that's the way you approach it again not a basic do-it-yourself project putting a door in is one of the more tricky projects so that's above your skill set i would definitely um, hire a carpenter or a handyman to help all right stephanie thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit Well, if your garage door is old and worn, now is a great time to think about an update. You know, the doors today are made better, they look better, and they're more secure than ever before. We've got some tips on how to take on that project in today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. First of all, aside from the cosmetics, there are other signs that it might be time for a new overhead door that could impact your safety and your security. Yeah, that's a really good point. Here's a few things to look for. First, if the garage door only closes partially, it might be that the track is warped, it's clogged, or it's loose. And if the door has got trouble moving up and down, that can mean the springs are worn down and need to be replaced. Now, if the metal cables that connect the springs are frayed and worn, this could cause the garage door to fall. Or even worse, if the brackets that are connected to those cables are loose, and I have seen this happen, they can fly off and really hurt someone. And lastly, you need to check to make sure your garage door opener works, too. Particularly important is the sensor, which is what prevents the door from closing on somebody's foot 
or a pet, if they don't work or work well, it is definitely time for a replacement. Now, if all of that is sounding, you know, eerily familiar, like maybe that's the garage door you're dealing with right now, replacing it's a project that may not be terribly expensive. According to Home Advisor's True Cost Guide, replacing a garage door with a new one usually averages anywhere between $500 and $2,500, depending on a few factors. Now, those include the material. You know, today you've got a lot of choices, more so than ever. You've got wood, you've got metal, there's even fiberglass and composites that look amazingly like wood, but they're stronger, they're more energy efficient, plus they're not going to rot or rust. Now, labor, you could think about doing this garage door project as a do-it-yourself project, but believe us, guys, it's a big project to take on. I've seen these installs done, and I'm always amazed at the hundreds of pieces that you see that you've got to put together to make this whole thing work. Plus, if it's not done correctly, it could lead to extensive repairs and maintenance down the road. That's really why it's best to hire a pro for this type of project. I have not tried, but I've seen folks try to put those doors together, and you would not believe the hundreds and hundreds of bolts and brackets that have to be laid out to get together to get a garage door together. Plus, it's heavy. Those those panels are really heavy, and that's why this is truly a really good job for a pro to do because, look, they do it all the time. They can do it quickly and efficiently. They don't even have to look at the directions, which is what <laughs> you would have to do an awful lot if you're trying yeah. to figure out how to put part 14 into, into hole 63. And that is today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. With HomeAdvisor, you can get matched with top-rated home service pros in your area and compare prices, read verified reviews, and book appointments online all for free. No matter the type of job, HomeAdvisor makes it fast and easy to hire the best local pros. Doug in Texas, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? I've got a 30-year-old home here in northeast Texas wanting to know the best way to upgrade my insulation in the attic. It has what I would call a look like a recycled newspaper maybe blown in there, probably about two and a half, three inches thick. And wondering if I could just blow a new type insulation on top of it, or do I need to do preparation first? Yeah, you can add additional insulation, and that makes a lot of sense, but I would not put new insulation on top of that old insulation because the old insulation is probably settled down, compressed, and it's not insulating as well as it should. So what I would recommend is that you remove the existing insulation. Then if you want to go with blown-in, there's actually a product out now that allows you to do your own blown-in insulation. It's from Owens Corning, and it's called Attic Cat. And the way Attic Cat works is you go to your local Home Depot, and you purchase the bags of Atticat insulation. And if you buy 10 bags, they will give you the blowing machine for free. The rentals, there's no charge for the rental. And then the blowing machine gets positioned, you know, outside your house or in your garage or whatever. The insulation packages slide into it. It's almost like designed as a slot. You put it right in the side. You take the hose up to your attic, and it's remote-controlled, so you can turn the machine on and off and control the flow. And then this type of insulation gets into the nooks and crannies. It expands nicely, and it's low dust. So it's a very easy way to do your own blown-in insulation and get a really good, contiguous, solid application of insulation in that attic. Well, and a targeted application as well. Yeah, and you can do a whole house in about four hours. Okay, great. Well, I appreciate the advice. I'm like, I need to get a big vacuum cleaner to get the old out. <laughs> yeah. The new insulation will go in four hours. Getting the old stuff out, though, that's going to be a day. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> with that project. All right. Thank you for your help. Give us a call anytime with your how-to, decor, or remodeling question at 888 Money Pit. Presented by Home Advisor. 
where it's fast and easy to find top-rated local home improvement pros for any home project, go to HomeAdvisor.com. And just ahead, could you use a little extra space? Well, that space for a bedroom or half bath might literally be right under your feet. We're going to have tips on the smart way to convert basements into usable living space when the Money Pit returns. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Money Pit is brought to you by Sense. The Sense Smart Home Energy Monitor works like a fitness tracker, telling you what's on in your home and how much it costs, so you can save electricity and money. Learn more at Sense.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. Find top-rated home service pros and book appointments online, all for free. That number is 888-666-3974. Charles in Tennessee, you've got the money pit. How can we help you with your porch project? I bought a house, and uh, the front porch is, is made out of concrete. It, it's got block, uh, brick surroundings, and it's got a poured concrete slab. Okay. And uh, one side of the slab is just falling in. Huh. It, I'm, I'm thinking that when they built it, that they didn't pack the sand that they put in the four right. slab on. And one side yep. of it is yep. now settling and it's falling in. It's about four inches down. I wonder yep. how to get under that thing. Yeah, well, you're not. You're not going to be able to get under that thing. And I think you're exactly right. And I've seen that happen before. They, they'll use maybe concrete block to form the outside edge. 
and then they'll just throw whatever's around the construction site in that hole to fill it up. And sometimes you could settlement or you could be have like a tree stump in there that rots away and then it rains, you get the water in there and it can't hold that slab anymore. You are going to be much better off breaking that slab out of there and properly backfilling that space, tipping it in well, and then pouring a new slab. It's only a piece of concrete. It's not like you're lifting the whole house. I don't think you're going to be at the expense of doing any kind of, of, uh, pump jack or something of that nature is just not going to be worth it. I would simply break up the slab and replace it. That's what I'll do then. All right. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, anyone with a basement has probably considered converting it to a living space. But if your basement is plagued with problems like leaks, poor ventilation, mold, termites, you might be thinking, could I even do this? Is it possible? Well, basements can pay off and they can pay off big, but below grade rooms have their own set of challenges. So I think before starting the project, you really need to ask yourself a couple of questions. First and foremost, is it safe? You need to check with your local building department because they have codes that are going to determine whether ceiling heights, entranceways, stairs, safety escapes, also known as egress openings in code speak, are going to meet those requirements for living space because you don't want to convert it only to find out it doesn't meet code and Gosh, if you tried to sell the house, they could make you tear it all out. And then secondly, and probably the biggest concern for most folks is, is it dry? I mean, a lot of folks think that basements that are wet or damp can't be dried out. That's just not true. It is very possible to dry out a wet basement. In fact, we have a post on moneypit.com called Basement Waterproofing Tips. It's absolutely, and for years, has been one of our top, most downloaded, most read posts that kind of lays it out for you. So if that's what you find, then you don't need to worry so much about it because we can teach you how to dry out that space. Now, once you've decided that this project is a go, there's a lot of things you've got to consider. We're talking about design, material choices, lighting. You know, first of all, you're in a basement, you're below grade. So you want to make sure that you put that main socializing area in the space that gets the best natural light. But if you're using the new basement room as a media center, you want to be careful that it doesn't get too much natural light, which can create a glare in home theaters. You've also got to think about insulation, extruded polystyrene insulation. It's high density. It's water resistant, which makes it perfect for a basement space. Now you can apply it directly to the walls with adhesive and then install the drywall or whatever other material directly to the furring. Also flooring. Everybody wants to be cozy in the basement, but carpets really are not a good idea. They're the perfect food for mold in an already damp space. Wood's not going to be a good choice either because that can warp because there is also just a lot of moisture. So you want to stick with laminate or engineered vinyl plank. Both are highly water resistant. There's a lot of beautiful choices as to what it could look like. So you're going to find something that style design wise is going to work with your decor. And then remember area rugs. You can use them down there. They're beautiful. They cozy you up a space really nicely, but you don't have the issues that you would have with a wall-to-wall carpet. Yeah, great point. So lastly, let's talk about walls for a bit, because I think everyone thinks most walls are the same. And when it comes to a basement, you want to avoid using standard drywall. That's the paper-faced typical drywall, also called by its trade name sheetrock. The reason you don't want to do that is because that paper can become mold food. There's a different type of wallboard that works for a basement, and it's made with a fiberglass face. A number of manufacturers make it, but with this fiberglass face, there's nothing on it that will grow mold. Looks like drywall. It's a little bit harder and perhaps more expensive, but it's not going to grow mold. That is so important. So make sure you use the right kind of walls when you're remodeling a basement. Natasha in Missouri is on the line with a molding question. What can we do for you today? Our house is about 11 years old, and the interior walls 
the sheetrock or the drywall, is finished with a nice round bullnose corner. So it doesn't come to a right angle, so to speak. And just through wear and tear with kids and dogs, we have found several dents appearing. And I'm wondering if you have ideas on how we might repair that or if we are going to have to just replace that whole corner edging. Any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, is this like the metal rounded corner? I think it's metal. I tap on it and it sounds plasticky, but it might be metal, and which would explain the dents. Why not Why not just plaster over those? Um, I thought about that. Some of them are just little dimples. Um, but I don't know if I can successfully fill and sand and patch. But that's one thought we've had. Yeah, you could skim coat it. And the other thing that you could do if it's a if it's a crisp dent is you can use auto body filler. We use that on metal doors, like metal doors that have dents in it and that sort of thing. It's just a little harder to sand. But if it's just the outside corner on drywall, you could use spackle for that. Build it up and then sand it. It'll sand really easily. You're just going to have to prime it and repaint it. Yeah. Shouldn't be a big deal. Great. Well, that's exciting. Some um, other advice I've had was to replace the whole corner. So I love your suggestion much, much more. <laughs> well, you can always do that, but w- why don't we try the easy stuff first? Maybe in the bedrooms where it's not so obvious. We'll try that first. So. Then you can practice and you'll get good at it. That's right. Hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate your help. You're welcome, Natasha. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Give us a call anytime with your home repair or your home improvement question. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, right here at 888 Pit. Still ahead, they're creepy, they're smelly, stink bugs, guys. You know what they look like, and they are on their way. They're looking for shelter in your house as temperatures start to really cool off. Now, there are some steps you can take to keep them out of your home. We'll tell you all about it after this. You live in a money pit. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Money Pit is presented by Indo Window Energy Saving Inserts, the smartest way to make your home warmer, quieter, and more efficient without compromising your home's historic integrity. Get your free estimate at energysavinginserts.com. That's energysavinginserts.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-MONEY-PIT is presented by HomeAdvisor. Find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of HomeAdvisor's top-rated pros for free. And hey, did you know that cooking fires are the primary cause of home fires and home fire injuries? We have a solution. We're giving away this hour the first alert home safety kit, including a kitchen fire extinguisher. It's easy to use. It's designed specifically to fight flammable liquids and electrical fires, which are common to kitchens. It's small enough to fit in a cabinet or mount on the wall without kind of like standing out and sort of wrecking your total decor. And it's designed to meet very demanding needs. It's got a metal pull pin and a safety seal. That's going to make sure you don't have any kind of accidental discharge. Now, this first alert home safety kit is valued at 145 bucks. But it also includes a smoke detector, carbon monoxide detector, and combo alarms, 
all with 10-year-long batteries. It's going out to one listener drawn at random. If you want a chance to win it, it would be an awful nice thing to have for you this time of year to make sure your house is nice and safe before all the relatives come to visit. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, now we've got Anna on the line who needs some help with some door improvement. Tell us what you're working on. Hi. Yes, I have uh, one metal door and three fiberglass door. That I got, got. I got a guy to paint it, and not knowing when I got home, he actually painted with a spray can paint. So when the when the heat hits the door, I can't <laughs> open the door because it's oh sticky to the the door jam. What a mess! What a How mess. do I repair that? Well, you know, even though he painted it with spray paint, it should still work. I mean, it should dry. The fact that it's spray paint is not making it uh, any more or less tacky than perhaps if you use paint out of a gallon. Um, but the fact that it's sticking might mean that the door needs a bit of adjustment inside the opening. Are all the doors sticking? All the doors sticking. Right on the rubber of the door jamb. It's like, I think that it's a shushu can paint, not... I'm like, would you sprayed what to the door? What kind of paint did he use? He, I call it the shushu, regular can paint. Like he went to the hardware a, a hardware store, got a, a spray can paint, and sprayed it. Well, look, what you should do now, if you've had uh, a bad paint job, is you really have to pull that old paint off. So I would take the doors off of the hinges, lay them down horizontally, use a paint remover to pull off the paint that's there. Once you get it back down to where it was where you started, then I would prime the doors first. And I would use an oil-based primer, because that's going to give you good adhesion to both the metal and the fiberglass doors. And then I would put a good top-quality uh, finish coat on that using a semi-gloss paint. Then let them dry really well, and then reinstall them. So, I, is it possible then to uh, this is on metal and fiberglass to get a paint remover for this thing? Yes, there's paint removers. The citrus-based removers are the most effective. So, use the citrus-based paint removers. Pull off the old paint, prime the doors, and then repaint them. And you should be good to go. Okay, Anna. Thank you so very much again. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, they're pretty creepy to look at, and they aren't any better on the nose. We're talking about stink bugs. These are pests that emit a very distinct odor for protection against predators, which could include you, which I guess is the reason they stink so much in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, guys, you know, they're harmless, but that doesn't mean you want them and their smell underfoot. And now's the time of year that those stink bugs are looking for shelter and warmth. So let's take a few steps to keep them out of your house. Now, first off, to prevent a stink bug infestation in the first place, you want to make sure you seal all cracks and crevices in and around your home. And as an extra measure, install weather stripping under interior doors. You want to have a tight seal so that they can't basically walk into the house. Yeah, you also want to protect your vents in the attics and the crawl spaces with screening and make sure that all screens on windows are in good repair. Also, store any outdoor chopped firewood on a rack away from your home's exterior walls and remove any boards, boxes, or other possible stink bug hideouts from your yard and garden. And finally, here's a tip for cleanup. If you happen to come into a a room and see that you've got these stink bugs in your house, you don't want to smash them because the odor will be around for days. Instead, do this. Take a vacuum cleaner and don't just sort of suck them up directly. What you want to do is stick like a piece of cheesecloth or an old stocking or something like that in that vacuum cleaner and kind of wrap it around the end. The idea is that when you then go ahead and try and suck them up, all those bugs will get stuck in what you have created is essentially a filter. Then you can pull that old sock out or pantyhose or piece of cheesecloth or whatever it is and throw it right in the outside garbage and just keep it completely away from your house. So a little trick of the trade if you do find they made their way into your place.
If you'd like some more tricks of the trade to help you take on your home projects, give us a call right now. That number again is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Give us a call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with your home repair or home improvement question. Heck, this time of year, I even like to answer Thanksgiving cooking questions. I love to make a good turkey. So if you've got a question, give me a call. I'm happy to help you. 888-MONEYPIT. Coming up, mirror, mirror on the wall. What's the best way to remove you from that wall? We're going to have the steps which need to be followed carefully if you want to avoid bad luck after this. You live in a body pit. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. Find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of HomeAdvisor's top-rated pros for free. Don't forget, while you're online, head on over to Money Pit's community section and post your questions there. Now, I've got one from Celia who writes, My mounted bathroom mirror is wedged in and glued to the wall. It extends more than eight feet across, and it's three and a half feet from top to bottom. Basically, what she's saying here is that it's a gigantic mirror. I want to remove the mirror and replace it with framed mirrors, but I have no idea how to get it off of the wall. What is the best way to do this? Uh, Sledgehammer and run? That (laughs) is a very big project. Yeah, and and somewhat dangerous, too, because it's going to be, first of all, it's going to be really heavy, and then, of course, if you break it, it can be really dangerous. I mean, there's... There's two ways to do it, and both are going to require repairing your drywall after. But if it's done properly, you should spare yourself some injury. But just remember, this is sort of advanced DIY. Now, the first involves buying a length of cutout wire that's longer than the width of your mirror. Cutout wire is also called windshield removal wire because it's used a lot by auto body shops to repair windshields. Basically, you want to apply clear packing tape over the mirror to minimize the mask and any risk of injury if it does break. Then you stretch the wire tight, and you pretty much slide it between the back of the mirror and the drywall with at least a couple other people holding on to the mirror in case it falls. You sort of wiggle the wire back and forth, and what that's doing is kind of separating the drywall from the adhesive until that mirror dislodges. Now, the second way to do this I would prefer, and it requires a drywall saw, which is a hand saw that you sort of press into the drywall. And what I would do is use this to kind of saw into the wall near the edge of the mirror, and I would remove the entire piece of drywall with the mirror attached. If you're able to separate the glue from the drywall, the paper on that's going to be all messed up. It's going to be almost impossible to spackle it. I would just get rid of the piece of drywall. It's not that big of a deal. Take the mirror out with the drywall and then replace that wall, right? New drywall. Then go ahead and do whatever you want after that. I, I would definitely not, you know, go about trying to separate it with the wire, even though you could. I just cut out the drywall. It's pretty easy to do and a lot safer, I think, in my view. And then you can always lean that gigantic new drywall mirror, you know, somewhere else as a big leaner mirror. <laughs> you know, right. put a frame around it. This is my it. drywall mirror. I'd- <laughs> 
I just invented a new product. It's called the drywall mirror. Now, Mike here's writing, I'm thinking about adding vinyl siding to my summer home in New England. House has wood shingles on it now, and I've been getting estimates from several contractors. Some say that the wood shingles have to come off, but others say they must stay on. Who's right? I think the best approach is to get rid of the old shingles. Here's why. Because if you layer vinyl siding on top of those shingles, the added depth is going to result in windows and doors that are going to be set sort of back into the wall. And it doesn't look right. It looks kind of crappy. It looks kind of amateurish. And plus, the vinyl siding is going to be a lot smoother without the old shingles underneath. So I definitely vote for removing the old siding and starting from the sheathing outward. Yeah, Mike, you're going to get a way better insulated project if you do it this way. You know, that way your house is going to be shored up nice and tight. It's going to be dry, and you'll be so happy with the project at the end. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Hey, thank you so much for spending part of your pre-holiday weekend with us. We know you're out there being busy little beavers, getting ready for that time of year when we welcome family and friends to our homes. If there are projects that are on your to-do list, remember, you can slide them over to ours by calling us 24-7 Money Pit. If we're not in the studio, we'd be glad to call you back next time we are. But for now, the show does continue online. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.